Hello, everyone. This is the first episode of the true crime podcast, The Criminal Satiris, and I'm your host, Nicole Janine. Today's story is still a pending case, so all suspects mentioned are innocent until proven otherwise. We'll be learning about a mother, Claudia Hernandez, who believed that her three-year-old daughter was possessed by evil spirits and with the alleged help of family members attempted a exorcism that ended with deadly results. I bring light to the story because honestly we have no idea what goes on behind closed doors and many could suffer abuse every day. All information gathered was provided by news clips, police reports, and the suspect's YouTube posting. Enjoy. Welcome to the Criminal Satiris. This is your host, Nicole Janine. In today's story, I will talk about suspect Claudia Hernandez from San Jose, California, age 25 at the time of the arrest. The victim is her daughter, Arella Naomi Proctor, three years old at the time of her death by exorcism last September 2021. And I apologize wholeheartedly if I said the name incorrectly. It is not my intention to offend anyone. According to the statements of facts provided by the San Jose Police Department on September 24, 2021 at approximately 8.12 p.m., the San Jose Police Department were notified of a child's death after the mother reported that her three-year-old daughter passed away. The location of the incident was a small backyard church. Fire and medical rescue staff arrived on scene and located the victim on the floor of the church. They began life-saving measures and the victim was transported to Valley Medical Center. The victim was pronounced deceased at 8.59 p.m. The death was later determined to be a homicide with a cause of death due to suffocation and smothering with the final autopsy report pending. Officers learned the suspect believed the child was possessed by a demon and they were at the church praying for her. The mother provided a statement to a patrol officer stating the victim was possessed by an evil spirit. The mother stated she attempted to stick her finger down the victim's throat and then squeeze down on the victim's throat with her hand. I don't know anything about exorcisms besides what is on the internet, so I'm curious to know how the mother decides, allegedly, that this is the right way to get rid of an evil spirit. When law enforcement interviewed the mother, she indicated the night before the victim's death, she felt that the victim was possessed because the child would wake up and scream or cry periodically. The mother and her brother, Renee Aaron Hernandez Santos, would pray over the child at their home. On September 24th, at approximately 6.30 a.m., the mother and the brother took the child to the grandfather's church because they felt the child was still possessed. The grandfather, also named Renee Hernandez, was the pastor of this church. The mother told officers that she held the victim around her waist and neck to help her throw up, which she believed would help her get the spirit out. At various times, the mother would attempt to open the child's mouth with her hands. Later that day, the grandfather arrived and would also assist them in prayer. At one point, all three were allegedly holding down this small, innocent child, attempting to cause her to vomit. One held her by the neck while another held her by the abdomen, and the last individual held her legs. 
all three attempted to make the child vomit, allegedly. Eventually, the child did vomit a clear purple liquid. The mother reported that she believed that the child died sometime between 6 and 6.30. So let's just take a pause to take all this in. The child, for approximately 12 hours, according to the police report, was at the church being physically held down and was being forced to vomit with hopes of releasing an evil spirit. Before that, because you remember, they got to the church around 6.30 in the morning. And all this started around 9 the evening before. And they had been praying. Or so this child may have been up all night with the mother and the brother. So I can't even imagine how scary this is for a young kid. You know, you're three and you got these adults holding you down physically, uh, trying to make you throw up with the hopes of releasing an evil spirit. Uh, well, the mother finally decides to call 911 around 8.12. That's right. Two hours after the fact of the initial stated death of 6.30 or 6 o'clock. And that's only after being convinced by other family members. The mother was not initially arrested at the time of the defense. It's not sure if the police were thinking it was an accident or they were waiting to get more evidence such as the autopsy report or maybe exorcism gets a special religious exemption as exorcisms are legal to do. However, I'm not sure how that works when someone dies as a result of one. I'm not trying to give the police a hard time on this either. It's just that a child died and people literally go into custody for less violent offenses. Either way, the mother, a few months after the death of her child, went to YouTube. Starting on January 6th of 2022, she starts posting her videos, a total of four, and what appears to be her hopes of becoming a social media influencer of some sort. On January 27th, which is her last post, the mother goes into great detail about her finding out about her pregnancy to the delivery and what she went through with the victim when she was an infant. You know, the typical difficulties of being a new mom. It's initially about 30 minutes of dedication to the victim. She has beautiful videos and pictures of this young life. And that was cut short. I will say she does not say the child's name, and I can't determine if that's weird or not. And this is another reason not, I'm not sure if I pronounced the child's name correctly. Shortly into the video, after the dedication, she goes on to say that there are many reasons that God took her child. She shows concern as to what if the child had gotten sick or something would have happened to her. So maybe the mother, like, knew ahead of time like something maybe she was working through God allegedly we have to say allegedly because she has not been convicted and so she could walk free this could all have been an accident so let's see what the prosecutor in this case says um, but you know I don't know Claudia I did something did happen your daughter did die and I'm pretty sure you know God didn't have anything to do with it but we're not here to judge at the criminal soteris we are here to report on local news that seems interesting
on January 31st, 2022, a few days short after her last podcast. Coincidence? I'm not sure. Claudia Hernandez Santos was arrested and formally charged with child abuse leading to the death of the victim. A few months later, on May 11, 2022, both the brother and the grandfather were taken into custody as well for the same offense of child abuse leading to the death of the victim. This is still a pending case, so no one is guilty until proven so. All three await their fate through the criminal justice system. This offense, if they are convicted of it, carries a penalty of 25 years to life. Hopefully, the child will get some sort of justice because I'm not really sure how you can explain this is just an accident. But again, I was not there. And so we will leave our good prosecutor and public officials and the judge and to decide the fate of these three. As of now, the next court date is scheduled for August 8th for all three suspects. And it should be interesting to see if they plead out or if the mother puts the blame on her brother or grandfather for the child's death. So I'll keep you posted as I hear more. Thank you for tuning in. I am interested if any of you are familiar with exorcisms, had an exorcism performed on you, or even perform one. Because um, I'm fascinated by it, quite honestly. I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so I'm only really familiar with people laying hands on you, running around the church, and people falling to the floor, speaking in tongues, and prophesying over you. So share your experiences with me. Feel free to drop me a line at thecriminalsatirist at gmail.com with your story, and who knows, you might make it onto the show. So until next time, stay safe, and if you see something, say something. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Criminal Satirist True Crime Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Janine, and I would love if you subscribe to the show and don't forget to tell your friends and family. You can follow me on Twitter at Crime Satirist, and you can also email with comments and questions to the Criminal Satirist at gmail.com. Great reviews are also welcome. Until we talk again, stay safe, and if you see something, please say something.